Hello and welcome to another episode of What Do You Do with recruiter and journalist Alice McDermott, i.e. me. As you can hear, I've got a bit of a scratchy throat today, so we're just going to power on. Uh, But What Do You Do is a podcast asking that very question to people across the nation. Each episode will focus on a different guest and their profession. And ultimately, we aim to encourage more transparent conversation about the day-to-day of our careers and along the way, hopefully open our eyes to the trials, tribulations, myths and and truths of Britain's working life. Our anonymous guest today is a solicitor. He's been qualified for two years and has focused on commercial real estate, which is leases, offices and industrial sites. Very exciting. Uh, At boutique firms, which means at smaller firms, not as huge as the Magic Circle, which again we'll go into more detail about later. He initially did an undergraduate degree in languages before doing a conversion. And as you'll hear, he's got some pretty strong feelings about his own journey to his current role and how the various paths others might take to get into law are viewed and what people can do to get into law. We talk about what motivated him once upon a time to commit to such a gruelling training period, what motivates him now, which, spoiler alert, features quite a lot of petty talk, uh, and he helpfully breaks down what the hierarchy of lawyers actually looks like in today's legal system for me, who is in many ways just your average layman who doesn't know anything about the law. Join me in what is quite honestly a revelatory conversation about the world of law in London, warts and all, as we ask a lawyer... What do you do? It's just me and you now. Yeah. yeah. Or... I want to leave. <laughs> oh, you can't. You're in here for an hour. Okay. Okay, you've just got to accept your fate. Yeah. For the purposes of the podcast, we've decided to <laughs> rename today's guest, who is going to be telling us all about the world of law. He's law. a lawyer. Um, and... His name is Himmel. Yes, yeah, yes, it is. That's my name. With not a soft J, but um, a hard J, hard J, J. a glottal J. Himmel. Um, This came about today as I was just just double checking whether or not this person would want to use their real first name, or given that we're all talking about things that may be sensitive, um, if they wanted to change it, I suggested the name, um, which, as you might be able to tell, was. A typo, but we're going to stick with it because we actually felt it was a humorous and b effective in masking this person's identity. Yeah, because nobody would know that I'm not Himmel. Exactly. Macintosh. Himmel Macintosh. What's the origin of the Himmel? What do we think? It's Icelandic. Icelandic and yeah. Macintosh Scottish. Uh, no, yes, uh, my my mother is Scottish and my father. Is Icelandic. Okay, so you are uh, a lover of haggis and fish. fish. Yeah. It's actually quite accurate for this person. Thank you. Okay, very much. Um, ready to start now? I am good. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on to yes. What Do You Do? I'm really excited to understand more about a world that I don't know very much about, which is the world of law, the legal sector. Something which I think is pretty opaque. If you don't work in it, if you don't know someone, well, I know you very well, if you don't know someone <laughs> extremely well, it's how you live with them and you talk to them about their work all day, every day. It's not a profession which I um, personally know too much about. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to getting to grips with the structures that exist within law, the different sorts of careers people 
are able to take after they've done their degree, the journey that you took, of course, Himmel, and the sort of the sort of things that you've seen um, during your tenure. Lots of things. Lots and lots yeah, of things. Lots of things. Excellent. That's um, what I want to hear. So I'm a solicitor, and that, I suppose that's the starting point with yes. what is a lawyer, because everyone says. In fact, no. I'll start again. We call ourselves lawyers. And if you go to a pub and you say, what do you do? You always say, I'm a lawyer. Because being a solicitor doesn't sound very interesting. Being a barrister, people kind of know about. And that's a very BBC thing, which I'm yes. sure we'll touch on. But um, yeah, I'm a lawyer, which means I uh, do not enforce the law, which would be a police officer. Um, I work within the law to make sure that it happens correctly, transactionally. Respect that law. Very much so. Um yeah, so a great love for justice is nothing to do with what I do because I'm not a criminal lawyer. Right. Uh, I am civil and transactional and I work in real estate, in commercial real estate. So it's Sexy. arguably, oh, I was going to say it's <laughs> arguably the least attractive type of law. I mean, it doesn't sound super exciting. Again, this is just from my perspective because, again, I also don't know huge amounts of real estate. Perhaps that's an idea for a, a future guest, someone who boring. can really, yes, set my world on fire with no. talks of surveying um but i would love to understand a little bit more about being a solicitor so tell us about you give us the elevator pitch for himmel so himmel, you want this sort of himmel <laughs> mcintosh's cv okay so i went to school as many people do in the uk uh i did a levels that were unrelated to law i went to uni and did french so not law and that's where i think the first divergence between expectation and career happens um i then uh decided through various experiences that went right and wrong that i needed a career not a job which mm-hmm. is a great tagline for the legal profession <laughs> um to qualify in something so you do you go to law school which is again uh, a la suits a very attractive sounding place to be. Yes, I'm imagining lots of people sort of just barging around really quickly, always in a rush, loads of documents oh, and yeah. files. Very much that. Clutched yeah. to their chest, wearing yeah. clicky clacky heels. All of us. And of course, yeah. Clogs. Flat shoes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, uh, yeah, so that's a de rigueur part of the profession. Clogs. Mm. Um, <laughs> then. Essential work. You go and you do a training contract, which is a two year, essentially an apprenticeship, where you go to a firm. So, law, uh, they're law firms, not companies. People say to work for a company. It's a very often, and again, lawyers will listen to this and say, oh, isn't what he's saying isn't right. But. Um, as a general rule, there's been a separation in that law firms are partnerships in that they are made up of equity partners who own a stake in the business, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a company where you've got a director and a CEO and a board and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, you, yes, you train. So you get four seats of six months each per seat, and you do four different types of law, and then you decide what you want to qualify into, and you qualify, which means you get a certificate, and you get very few perks um <laughs> you can certify documents that's essentially all i know uh since qualifying that's benefited me at all okay yeah. so that means it gives you um the power to certify to document. certify a document yeah so i can tell you factually in the eyes of the court court maybe i don't know Someone, god <laughs> it's very much very uh, the courts and god if, you're um, if you've got a um document that you want a copy of I can say this is a copy of that document. Perfect. It's exciting. It's a service which I'm sure I'll require 
when, when I'm more of an adult. Copied. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so you mentioned, so you did an undergraduate degree in French. Yes. And then you did a law conversion. Um, yes. This is, I understand, quite a, a common path. I have lots of peers from my university days who went on to do a law conversion because you can do, of course, a law degree, LLB, I believe, um, which is three which years. I think, and I, as far as I understand it, within the profession is not very appealing. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I think uh, more and more, and I hear it from partners, obviously I'm not a partner, um, but um, so yeah, for the record, I'm, so I'm two years qualified, which means I finished my training contract two years ago. So I've worked in practice for two years. Um, and in total, four years in total four, since but leaving your qualified for two conversion. Yeah, no, four years since conversion, two years. years since qualification. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks. So um, yeah, I think people who do straight law, as it were, um, less and less appealing for employers. In that, uh, yeah, I think you're just seen as a bit sort of dusty. Oh, really? Dusty. Yeah. Not to put off any of those straight law. Oh no! Well done, you. You got into uni. Fantastic. Um, yes. Uh, maybe yeah. Get a job. Do something else. Get some experience on the CV. I think that okay. the appeal is that people want uh, more and more. There's a draw to being an all rounder in the profession, in that you have to try and bring something to the table that isn't just I know a lot of case law. I can mm. tell you jurisprudentially what's going on. That's a lovely word. Yeah, I jurisprudential on, on my on my list of things to mention was Thank jurisprudence. You. I think that's yeah. definitely served. Um, and obviously, not being a law graduate, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but. It's interesting you say that. So, you're, what what you have experienced is that there is more appeal to someone who has done three years doing something else. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to work. And then I'm, they've I'm, decided to apply that skill. Yeah, to I have to fly the, the flag for profession. that because mm. uh, I did it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, I cannot point out a single example of how my French degree has helped me in my career in law. But it'll happen. Maybe. 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 A document lands on your desk. And it's in French. And uh, <laughs> Bonjour. I, yeah, before Rimmel. I... Yeah. <laughs> Je suis Rimmel. This is a document. Um, so before I give it to a qualified French lawyer... Um, I'll be able to ring them and say, Ciao. I'm sending you. <laughs> Do you speak English? I would like to send you a document. But I guess it's the fact that you will have been abroad with that sort of degree. You would have yes. undertaken activities during a languages degree that will put you out of your comfort zone and it will also have shown resilience in some ways. I do hear this because I did Spanish at university alongside history and I do hear that from I have heard that rather from people that I've interviewed with but they, they find they're very very interested in graduates and I was one of those graduates who has done something like that because I don't know I've, there were some difficult times during that year abroad for me I'm sure there were for you um no it was very easy that's annoying to hear <laughs> it wasn't as atrocious I hated everything about it um but, but you got um, through it yeah, but, yeah look where you are today you're a bloody solicitor so uh, you I was doing some research for this, and you, so you're a solicitor. Yes. According to prospects.ac.uk, which mm -hmm. is, of course, a resource for those people um, on the cusp of graduation, um, or that might actually be looking into doing their options, you want to know what they can do with a degree. With a law degree, you can directly go into being a barrister. You can be a barrister's clerk. So, yeah, two very different things there. Well, I'll touch on that in a sec. Okay. You can be a chartered legal exec. You can be a company secretary. You can be a detective. Mm. 
Yes, I I have considered that. Have you? No. I didn't know that. I was like, no, it's totally unrelated. This oh, is Prospect it's just, AC. Yeah, it's Prospect AC. Yeah. Not a reliable source of information. I, I'm, I couldn't possibly say that uh, in any way in a published form. But uh, being a detective and being a barrister are not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. You can also be a paralegal, which I actually yeah. have no idea what that is. And of course, you can be a solicitor. So I have three questions. Yeah. What's a barrister? What's a paralegal? And what's a solicitor? Okay. In relation to each other? In order. Okay. A barrister is... Uh, okay. So the best way to answer it is to look at it chronologically. Um, mm-hmm. You do your... So law conversion comes in two stages if you are not a law graduate. In that you do the GDL, which is the Graduate Diploma in Law, which sets you up with essentially... Um, an LLB in a year and I will add to that it was without a doubt uh, one of the most strenuous years of my life like you actually have to think about things and do exams huge amounts of exams very quickly and pass them Um, so that's that from that point you either do the now I'm going to get this wrong but I think it's the BTCP You've got a computer in front of you. You can look this up. I'm just going to um, say... Which is the bar... No, BVTC, which is the Bar Vocational Training Course. Yeah, so just yeah. some, some, something which signifies that So that's that a, you the Bar Vocational Course. Did the which, bar. Which um, means that you will then go and do a pupillage, which is right. if you want to become a barrister, you have to do a pupillage, which is the equivalent of a training contract for barristers. Right, okay. So you do your two years and you are supervised by a qualified barrister who sits in a set as opposed to a firm, and you will then uh, go on to specialise, and they have rights of audience in that uh, you go to court, you talk to judges, you argue a case. It's more the televised what a lawyer is. For sure. I mean, this is one of the stereotypes of law, and again, people don't, me included, don't really take into account all the different types um, of careers or vocations that exist in the legal sector most people think you go to law school and you're you, a lawyer yes you yeah. do you do the legally blonde thing you're L words you're in the no not you're not in the docks you're not a witness you're in front of the dock but, but also not in America yes you yeah. know I don't know these things no but it's, that's a big thing so Suits oh. has a lot to answer for <laughs> Megan um, no, um, no she, she's a royal now um, she's a very important person she's very very important yeah um so, uh, if you're a, so a barrister is probably the most akin to an American lawyer in that they will be the people who do like closings and things like that. I don't know what they, that means. You know, like when you watch an American drama, someone's mm-hmm. going to like... Do you remember Ally McBeal? Do you remember Ally McBeal? Oh, just on the periphery of my childhood. Watch it, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Callista Flockhart. Correct. Yeah, very good. Niche, married to Harrison Ford. Could have been... Um, it's true. Yes, sorry. So uh, you're a barrister. You argue things for people. That's it. That's exactly what we consume um, in the media. Is that people who do law go and debate? It's like no, extreme debating from debating no, society. The at idea that um, oh, you're in the debating society, so you're going to be a great lawyer is total bullshit. That was honestly all yeah. over my secondary school. No, it's um, it's it's <laughs> it's fake news. You, um, it doesn't work out that way. No, like you become a barrister because you okay so you t- 
take jobs as barristers and they are gen- they have to work harder, I think, as a general rule, in the early years. And then they become super rich. So when you hear people talking about lawyers, oh, they're so loaded and they make loads of money, barristers do. Mm. Because they take on high-profile cases and, you know, you might make some case law, you might actually become precedential and create a piece of law that continues um, and argue something at a very high level. Uh, solicitors don't do that. Mm. Um, but barristers are reliant on solicitors in that they need to be instructed by us to take something to court. So, yes, so that's how that's the sort of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so barristers, are they generally people who enjoy talking in front of people like they like uh, they like an audience they like it's almost fun boil in my head because some sure. of the things that you see is like uh, Stephen Fry Stephen, Stephen Fry. Fry Stephen Fry is like the archetypal barrister character so sort of moseys over to the jury and says you're about to hear a case which will blow your socks could be off. the jury again yeah could be the jury could just be a judge um, so barristers can you have and judges know each other court. you can have cases taken to court and not have a jury there yes and I think that goes yeah, there's detail in this that goes beyond the needs of, of the course. conversation. But um, yes, you can. Um, and again, there's that belief that every single piece of law is a sort of trial by jury and uh, an American courtroom that's about a crime, mm. which is not. Like, I lease warehouses and I draft <laughs> leases. It's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as exciting, <laughs> if not more so. Uh, the but thrills. Really, the uh, you get a break clause that catches you off guard, you will not sleep for days. Wild ride. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Okay. Uh, wets my whistle, if you will. <laughs> so uh, the second question was, what's paralegal? What is a paralegal? Okay, a paralegal is a non-qualified legal assistant, essentially, who does a job that is greater than that of a trainee, for example, and... Uh, and well, just assists um, qualified solicitors. Um, and in many cases, does the job of a qualified solicitor, but just doesn't have the qualification. Are they often training? Uh, you will find uh, it, there's a percentage, the majority are looking for training contracts, in London particularly. Um, but then there's career paralegals. I mean, I know a 65-year-old paralegal. She's very happy doing her job. She was a dental assistant, wanted to do something else, uh, became a paralegal. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, a non-qualified solicitor, I suppose, is the broadest stroke of what a paralegal is. Mm-hmm. And a solicitor? Is? You. Me. Um, either a transactional or a contentious lawyer who's not a barrister. So we don't have rights of audience, as a general rule, um, to court. So we do okay. the uh, essentially paperwork. Um, to corporate glue is how I have often tried to explain my job to people mm-hmm. um obviously you can be all sorts of, it's a very broad church but uh if you're a lawyer you are corporate glue transactions every single transaction every single event every single happening has a legal element to it whether it's easily recognized or not but lawyers do that you know the documentation that makes anything happen is done by a lawyer who's very often a solicitor because there's no need for it to become an argument so there's no barrister involved mm-hmm. and that's what right. solicitors do Ah, okay. So when you say that for anything to happen, that could be a company hiring someone. Yes. That could be a, as you say, warehouse being leased to a... Which is hugely exciting. Absolutely. Um, So you've got property law, you've got Mm -hmm. um, corporate law, commercial law, employment law, family law, um, private client. So tort is a type of, yes, but you, you never have tort lawyer. 
So it's it's mm. a, a form of the law that is incorporated um, as its contract. Okay. Um, it's exciting, huh? I'm absorbing this like a sponge. Yeah. Um, so you, yeah, law in practice has different practice areas that serve different sectors. So the mm-hmm. list that I just mentioned is that. So you will feed from that list of different things what lawyers do. Mm-hmm. So, for example, after my training contract, I decided to qualify into commercial property. Friends of mine have gone into M&A, so that's mergers and acquisitions. Some people have gone to banking and finance, uh, employment. Um, yeah. And, Divorce law. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I mean, at the moment, it seems employment and family law are very popular. Mm-hmm. I think they're very oversubscribed. Is it because they're very tangible? Like people really people understand? People like them. Yeah, they see problems. the impact. Yeah. And this is why I don't do them. I'm quite happy not to take people's problems home. Right. I, I yeah. You, my job is paper based, really. I meet clients, whatever. Bricks and mortar. That's what's it. happening to it? Yeah. And then you See get to you walk later. past it in London. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I did that, Lise. No one ever cares. <laughs> like, I. No, I do remember one wonderful. time. One time, um, you and a colleague were very excited because there was a graveyard that you were working on. That's great. <laughs> well, think about that. Think about the I logistics know, of that. I know, because when you do think about it, you're like, God, who does, it, who does it belong to? Oh, who yeah. does the soil that sort of is encrusted alongside yep. that rib cage of yep. that 15, 15th century skeleton belong to? 15-year-old skeleton. I, wasn't gonna, yeah, I was going to say that, but it's just a little bit macabre. Yeah. Um, okay, that's really, really useful to understand what it is that the different vocations entail. What would you say... Off the back of that, given that everyone has to do some sort of law degree to get to where they want to be within the sector, sure. what would you say is essential for a successful career in law? And just for context, another list from the same website that I mentioned previously, prospects.ac.uk, mm-hmm. say that you can also apparently do the the below, the following, if you do a law degree. Border force work, civil service, Data science, human resources, forensics, computer analyst. Human resources. I know. Human, not Cuban. Stockbroker, mediator, parent attorney. And the list goes on. Um, Obviously, it's a really broad skill set. And I think a given is sort of things like attention to detail and interpersonal skills. But what do you think makes for a particularly successful person within within law? um, Being prepared to be fastidious and obsessive and Mm. not minding being boring like if you can get really excited about punctuation and the way words look on a page and one-upmanship with someone that you've never met on the other side of a deal yeah it's fantastic um attention satisfaction oh it's it's fantastic (laughs) if you get a point across and someone has to agree with you uh you win and it is that very uh, sort of microcosmic joy of knowing that someone else is pissed off at a desk because of you. And that's why we're lawyers. That's why yeah, <laughs> everyone that's in the um, So, yeah, I mean, if I, if I had to say if there's anything... So attention to detail, sure, it, it, that comes... Like, I mean, mm. you, you become more attentive to detail because you have to be. Um, the other thing that always came up when I was applying for things was um, commercial awareness. Yeah, this is what does that, that mean? I use. Do you know, I actually, have a, def- I actually have a definition here okay. um, because I use that in my job all the time and I uh-huh. recruit into sort of the finance sector. So we always talk to candidates about, you know, you've really got to show your commercial awareness in this interview. Um, and here it says it basically means 
uh, possessing knowledge of current developments in local, national and world business, particularly any issues that may impact a law firm and its clients. So literally just current sure. affairs. Just just knowing why you're in the room. <laughs> yes. Like, it's, it's such a stupid thing to do. And people obsess over it. And when you do applications, so uh, training contract applications are pages and pages and pages long. They're all in the same electronic format and you have to put in every single grade you got for GCSE, every grade you got for A-level, um, your, every exam mark you had for each exam you did at uni for three years or four years. And it's so boring. And then they ask a few random questions. Some of them are slightly more interesting, like alphabetically list the countries you visited, <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, it never comes up again. I don't know why they do it. Um, <laughs> so if you're well-travelled if you haven't left. For sure. But they say, you know, what are the, the biggest UK. issues facing a law firm at the moment? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I'm 18. I, you know, I, I don't know. How the fuck do you know? I don't know now. Um, it depends on the law firm. And I suppose the answer from their HR department would be you have to be aware of you know where the firm's been and what it's doing and the right. sort of deals they're acting in. Sure. Um, but it's very moot. There's a, a large element of personality, I think, in law. Mm. Um, from what I understand and from what I see, perhaps more so than in other, other of the professions, if you will. Um, yeah, the sort of noble long-standing professions that make up Indeed. our sort infrastructure, of what, society what and economy. Yeah, What 100 years ago would have been called a good job. Right, um, yes, exactly. Jobs that your parents want you to go and indeed. do. Indeed, it's like <laughs> you, want, you want someone to meet someone who does their job. Yes, oh, he's for a lawyer, some reason. you know. Yes. Um, That's interesting. So you think that above above the sort of basic Oh, just have skills, some, have some chat because it's so boring. You know, hundreds of trainees have all got fantastic CVs and they've all worked in Oxfam for a week. Great. Mm. But... Um, actually having some chat and having done something that makes you uh, human mm. and you can communicate and like make a sensible decision that doesn't mean that you're reliant purely on uh, your instructions, for example. you know, um, My boss said to do this, so I couldn't possibly act outside of that. Obviously, no trainee is ever going to go rogue, but if you're doing a training contract, at some point you have to make some sort of judgment and your judgment's going to be tested which is where you create your value in the profession like yeah. being able to take a view um so the more pre- the, 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 within law you've got the code of conduct which guides for solicitors anyway how you can behave as a lawyer and there's this stringent set of rules that um theoretically we're all supposed to memorize but no one ever has mm-hmm. uh, but it boils down to basically don't fuck around with client money don't send money to countries that aren't uh, in existence because all countries are bad, apparently. And mm. it's ter- there's a like, yeah sanctions list and things. Um, okay. And always act in your client's best interest. So if you can say you're doing that, then you're doing your job. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was my that was me flying the flag for lawyers. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was um, it's passionate. Yeah, it's about as passionate as Himmel gets. As you know. <laughs> I, I, I do like that those um, that you think that the, one of the elements of success within a profession which does have this reputation of being either kind of un, people are either quite untrustworthy because you have to um, oh yeah we have know, to get onto you, that topic you, yes we do have to get onto this because okay. I am wor- wondering not worrying a bit worried about the moral compass uh-huh. that underpins some of these decisions um, and also some of the uh, some of the consciences 
that you guys must have as lawyers because I, th- I can't imagine what it must be like to... Are you just about to make a point about representing a sex offender? I wasn't going to say sex offender, but I was going to go Sadan along Hussein? those lines. Just a criminal... Those are the things that come up. Yes, it's a, it's a criminal who is almost definitely done mm-hmm. and a rather abhorrent crime. So how, how can you justify representing that person? And again, it's not really necessarily you, I don't think, because of what you do. But if you were a barrister and you trained for years and, you know, you just you, you want to respect the law, but you want to respect your paycheck. And it's like, where's that? Where's that line? Because you've you've undertaken all of this training and you want to um, do the right thing, which is people always say, Within law, like there was that Tom Hanks film where he represents a communist spy in Cold War USA and his, you know, his peers are absolutely shocked at him. And he's like, well, you know, the law is to represent every person within this um, within this trial, within this situation. So, yeah. Do you get asked that question a lot about morality or do you think that it doesn't really play into it? Um, in, again, in what I do, no, morality doesn't come into leasing warehouses. Um, or portaloos or festival grounds or graveyards all of these things graveyards potentially some morality but um so the the standard answer to the question you asked Mm. is um you're innocent until proven guilty that's Mm -hmm. every starting point for any argument as to why would you ever represent somebody who's a bad person oj simpson yeah yeah mr kardashian i mean all of the all of the multiple conversations that we've had about this um you i mean a, you're getting paid for it. B, everyone's entitled to representation. Uh, and C, it's it just literally comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. If you, and again, we've spoken. We're now veering back towards the states because the public view of law is in the states. It's true, and it's, it's about these yeah. dramatic movie Hollywood esque um, legal scenes, um, which is absolutely what it's like leasing a warehouse in a portaloo. Um, <laughs> but. Um, you, from what I understand, and again, I'm not a barrister and I can't comment hugely because I just don't know, but it's your job. You turn up, you do your job, you do it as best you can. I don't know. You, you'd have to ask a barrister. True. It's good to get your perspective on it, though. Yeah, um, it, it's a job, as ever. Like, I mean, you know, I have people I don't like. You know, uh, certain clients, uh, they're just very annoying or they're... Mm. I think that's true might... for so much client work, though. As, sort of, as, as a third party, I think any consultancy and again you are advisors in many ways yep. I understand yep. um, yeah you do have to just sometimes put oh, you have to bite your tongue and you, yeah, there's, there's, there are clients who might be politically affiliated mm. or they might have done something bad they might be criminals blah 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 um, you, Yeah, it, it's just not in context of what I do it's not relevant Yeah. in that if you decide um, that you being you know if the press says you're a horrible person it's not my job to judge you if you want to take a lease to have your lease you can you can build that as long as we do our money laundering checks because that's a big thing we're not allowed to do money laundering good yeah glad to hear that yeah thank you for your positive contribution to society thank you um i'm yeah very very intrigued i think that um the actual day-to-day though from what you say doesn't sound i mean bouncing off the wall with excitement oh i mean it's a thousand miles now it's just uh, it doesn't turn, stop as in the speed of turning pages uh, yeah I mean it is unbelievably exciting um, I mean Monday to Friday for me is like the blink of an eye <laughs> constantly um, it's like living in a, a waking dream 
the you know it, it's naught to sixty and then back to naught and you don't know what's happened. Yeah, and then in that office which has no aircon. I've got no aircon. Um, it's a little bit okay, so, old-fashioned, no? Okay, so <laughs> I trained a at a corporate firm and I moved to a private client firm. And for clarity, that's a firm that deals more with people's estates, for example. Uh, so private wealth and uh, individuals with cash as opposed to corporations. And with that has come uh, a certain genre of lawyer. Um, and it's a bit more dusty. Old school. And old school. And um, yeah, uh, yeah. It attracts a, a certain ilk of person who um, loves real estate. Yeah, loves real estate. We'll say that. I, okay. d- I don't want to bitch too much about colleagues, but they're fucking annoying. <laughs> like they just, um, yeah, old school lawyers. I'm rubbing my hands with glee because this is like the they're first on the way out. No, they're on the way out. Old school lawyers. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, again, it's like you were saying, nowadays it feels like there needs to be more panache. Um, you need yes. to be able to build rapport and it'd be interesting rather than it's just America. It's almost, America. Yeah. It's all America. People want their lawyer on speed dial. They want to call you lawyer. They want <laughs> Can I get my to, lawyer on speed yeah, quite, dial? Literally, they just want to talk to you about I want things. Himmel on line three. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, hi, it's Himmel. How can I help you today? Um, I was like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about, mm. uh, nor who you are. Um, I don't do that type of law, but I can refer you to you know, a friend of mine. On we go. Um, but what, is, what is your day to day? Tell me what you tell me. Here's the the title question. What do you do? What do I do as a solicitor? From when you get in at like when is it half nine or something? Oh, seven a.m. This is la- this is it's slanderous. A, you get in at half nine, Himmel. Um, yes, I, yes, yes, I do. Uh, yeah, it's again at half nine, nine to half nine, depending on what's happening. Um, there's a lot of email checking, um, just because people talk shit all the time <laughs> and always want to CC their lawyer into things, either so that they aren't in trouble for mm. what they said, or so that for some reason it seems threatening that a solicitor's in an email. Um, you get a lot of that. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, please CC my solicitor. But, <laughs> great. Again, don't do that type of law, but people love it. Um, so it's not intimidating? Uh, what, what, for me? When you see a, another lawyer CC'd. Uh, when I get an email from another lawyer, it's fantastic. I am quite happy to email back to a lawyer and uh, say something like, um, please do not copy your clients into this email. I hate it. Like, we lawyers, talk to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of Terry emailing. I do. the room. Um, <laughs> Uh, do a lot of emailing mm. uh, and then go for lunch and then I oh, uh, love your long lunches so that that part of the stereotype is kind of true for you uh, yeah but this is again a private client firm yeah. uh, long lunches do happen that's not uh, a city firm thing or a corporate thing yeah sometimes at Weatherspoons as well so it's not like you discriminate I, in I terms of establishment been to for a long time you definitely had gammon mm. chips and peas within the last year I actually don't eat meat that is as of October last year. Yeah, and when this goes out, it'll be October. So that was a year. Um, I had some fish. <laughs> I had some fish at the Pesky. pub. Uh, yes, that's what I had. Um, but that's fine. Uh, so yeah, we go out and eat fish, and then I come back um, after about eight pints and <laughs> I do some more emails, and then go to the pub uh, to socialise. And that's it. Yeah. So, in summary, email checking. Laughing at what your clients do. Yeah. Oh, loads of bitching about clients. 
<laughs> oh my god, it's fantastic. Um, like it almost, you'll send an email, and you will have put something in that's like a very passive aggressive line, and then you'll pop your head in next door, and be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> god, did you? Did. Yeah, do you like my witty banter there? Uh, and oh much like when people do it to you, you kind of go, oh, yeah, very good. You haven't read it. But mm. you, yeah, everyone just wants an ego check. They do. I, I, yes, I can imagine egos being quite present in the world of law. Yes. As you um, say, judgment is, is kind of the, the value of the judgment of the professional, isn't it? It's That's what you... Yeah, I mean, your you're, service, you're, you're consistently your just one-upping someone. That's the job in a nutshell, is at some point you've got to one-up someone, even if it's not contentious. Oh, it sounds you, so petty. I love it. Oh, it it's wonderful. Um, like For someone like me who loves small victories, um, <laughs> I don't worry about big things, only about small things. Right. Uh, and that suits a lawyer very well, in that you can a prove... Sister. And a barrister uh, and a paralegal. And, so lawyer is the umbrella term. Yeah, so that's it. Um, so you said that's, that's true for many people who are working in... You just call yourself a lawyer. Yeah, I know, I know paralegals who call themselves lawyers and barristers call right. themselves lawyers. I call myself a lawyer. And they're all petty. Uh, I think solicitors more so. <laughs> I think we are a particular breed. Is that because you're sort of... <laughs> is that because you're sort of right in the weeds of the, the language and the documents? Like, you are pouring over these pages for hours and hours and hours until 5pm, let's say, for you anyway. Um, and again, not representative of every solicitor out there. I know that there are going to be others who oh, yeah, so again, will have um, longer, longer... Trainees, just if you are listening to office. this and you are thinking about going to law, you want to be a trainee, you will have to work late. Yes. But then you qualify and it gets better. Right. Yeah. That's nice. What are the hours of a trainee? Uh, unlimited. Yes, I seem to remember meeting you... It would be 7, 8 p.m. some nights, which for me was late. It can be 7, 8, it can be the next day, um, it can be Christmas Eve, which was a particular treat. Um, yeah, it, it just goes on, um, but that's being a trainee. Yeah. Um, and that's another joy that comes with qualifying, is that you get trainees. And like I was, I would say, an average at best trainee, but um, you soon learn to feel apologetic to the people who had to supervise you when you have juniors who are just shite. Um, it's the claws are out today. No, um, really, if you're going to be, if you're listening to this and you want to be a trainee, please do it well. Because <laughs> it's do just job. not fair on everyone else <laughs> to turn up and expect anything. Like, you're just there to be a dog's body. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's fine. But then, I did, you know, the sad thing is, is it, that's pretty true across Any junior so job. many yeah. professions. Yeah, yeah, you do. I do think that, and I wish it wasn't this way because it's not enjoyable when you're there and it can be, it can really badly affect people's oh, mental sure. health so and I self-esteem. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I yeah. do understand that. But um, the way that the world is right now, I do think it's true that you, you've, got, you've got to, I hate the phrase, earn your stripes. Hundred percent. But you I would know. say more, more so now because there are so many people at law school, and so many people want to go into. It's so yeah, competitive. It's ultra competitive. I've heard. But um, once you're through the door, you are just replaceable at the drop of a hat. Um, so you kind of have to like, how far can you bend over for two years? Wow. Yeah. It's great. Loved it. So you've got to swallow your ego to then sort of regurgitate it. Swallow and bend. Be reborn. Just swallow and bend. <laughs> in a couple of years' time as, a, as the person who's then driving yeah. the whip. Yeah. The gavel. Gavel? Gavel. Gavel? Gavel. Um, Horrible word. Gavel. Gavel, yeah, actually, as we say oh, at home. Gavel. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, so, so a, a gavel is a thing that a judge hits. I know. Yeah. 
this, again, it's just in my brain, in my mind's eye, I'm just sort of seeing the banging of a gavel, mm-hmm. people sort of marching around this courtroom, brandishing documents at the press, oh, someone yeah. sketching the witness, yeah. um, the jury's like... All of this for a portal, you know, all, yeah. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah. You just want to have Boomtown... A safe place to wee. Well equipped yeah. <laughs> with sanitation. Um, so it sounds like it's been, as you say, a wild ride over the past four years. Yes. Since you left law school. Yep. So I'm not a natural born lawyer at all. I did not think I would be here. I did no, not think I I'd didn't qualify. Either. Uh, but it rather suits you, it seems. But I like it. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. Suddenly there's a day where the penny drops and you actually think, I know something and I know mm. kind of what I'm doing and I have a, a skill set that's quite nice. I have a vocation. I uh, wouldn't say that. No? But I have, a, I, have a, I have a career, not a job. So you see, I would say that law is a vocation. It should be, um, but I, I think less and less nowadays. I think you can go into mm. law and find a place in law because it's such a broad church. Um, and again, I, I never thought I'd become a property lawyer. Uh, I hated it. I did it as my first seat as a trainee. Absolutely hated it. Um, I got called a c- every day by uh, my supervisor. The C-bomb. Am I allowed to say that? Um, I'm going to say... You're going to see. I'm going to see how I feel in the post-edit. Okay. But, well, you know... One, actually, I can give you an anecdote that involves the word... Okay, well, I'm, we've 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 crossed that line now. So, so. Um, this is, you know, again for all of you who want to be trainee solicitors, um, I had spent hours on a document. It was a spreadsheet actually, and it was collating loads of information. It was like obsessively well done. <laughs> and I went in, I showed it to my supervisor, and he went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, but you are going to do it again, so it looks like some <laughs> didn't do it, aren't you?" And there you go. You will get called <laughs> as a trainee. What else has happened in in in? Kimmel's career lowlights. Kimmel, Kimmel's low point. What I got shipped off to. Um, I got shipped off to Southampton once uh, because someone fucked up, wanted to blame me, but couldn't find an opportunity to, so made me go to get some documents signed in Southampton instead of a courier, which in <laughs> hindsight obviously wasn't fucking cheaper. Um, and when I came back, uh, the secretaries uh, in the secretarial booth went, "Are you okay?" Yes, why? And I had a disciplinary the following day. It was very emotional. Oh, really? Yeah. But I was fine because it was proven I did nothing wrong. Um, but uh, that's, that's arse covering. A lot of arse covering yeah. happens in law. Um, you're always justifying why what you've done is correct. Um, mm. Yeah. That doesn't sound great. No, uh, backstabby. Have you ever cried at work? No. Oh. But I, I have, have been present for crying. Um, That's different. It is. Um, no, I haven't cried at work. I'm impressed. Yeah. I've thought about it. I've wanted to. <laughs> um, but I've been mostly. On the brink no, of. I've, I've, sort of, I've sort of sat there and thought I, I, a cry would help me now. <laughs> Emotional um, release. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I haven't managed it. A bottle it. of red wine instead at the Weatherspoons next door. <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with Weatherspoons. I love Weatherspoons. To the law, yeah, and um, one of the people who propagates it, would you say? Uh, yes, I do. Rather than I, uphold, as, I, enforce, I've, enforce, wrong word. Taken a journey with the law. Um, I've hated it a lot, uh, but I, yeah, I, I do like it. I, th- I think there's a lot to be had. It, it's enriching, um, but there is a point I think where most people uh, have to decide whether they want to do it or leave. Right, and that I think is partnership which goes back to what we talked about before. It's not a company. If you want to be a partner at a law firm, you at some point have to buy in. You become part of the management. You essentially own the firm. 
So obviously you have a lot of interest in that firm selling yeah, you, work. You have to you have to believe in it. You you can't yeah. just turn up to work uh, as a partner, as a general rule, um, and hate it. You shouldn't anyway. I'm sure it happens. I couldn't comment. Of course. Yeah. Um, what at what stage do um, is it associates? People yeah, who are they a so bit more senior? Is that when you have to start selling? Do you qualify your as an associate? Okay. Then you will become a senior associate, which is gen. Again, every firm has its own internal mm-hmm. uh, structure, but roughly five to seven years, you become a senior associate. Then partner is anything from ten years up. Really, you can become partnered okay. less than that, and a lot more than that. Like twenty people, I, I work with twenty-year qualified solicitors who aren't a partner, but you, I really, you want to be looking at partnership. For ten years. Okay, and at what stage do you have to start selling? Or did you um, just? Is that when you just qualify? Well you, you need to be commercially aware. That phrase. You again. do. Um, so the wonderful phrase is, um, "What sort of following does someone have? In that, do they have clients of their own? What kind of money are they turning over? Like a network. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or, but a network that converts to mm-hmm. fees, um, because obviously within a firm, you are just referred to as a fee earner, or not. So, for example. Um, somebody who works as a secretary is not a fee earner, mm-hmm. but a partner, an associate, a senior associate, a trainee, most times are fee earners because there's an expectation that you hit targets and you um, base your day-to-day working around the fees that you're earning for the firm. Um, mm-hmm. And going towards partnership, you have to be looking at um, what your following is, what your technical abilities, what your capacity is to take on work. Uh, and as ever... Uh, what you are like personality-wise. Like, are you liked? Are you likeable? Or are you mm. capable? Like, can you go to a client can lunch or dinner? Yeah, yeah, and hold your There's own. There's a lot of schmoozing. Oh, I think I'd find that exhausting after. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind it for a bit, but there is just comes a point, surely, where you're really aware of the fact that the only reason you're doing this, and they know that the only reason that you're both doing this is so that they oh, can buy stuff off you. For sure. And you turn up at a lot of events and you walk into a room and you're like, fuck, okay, this room full of 300 lawyers. And We're all trying to schmooze each other. Who are we schmoozing with? Each other? That's just rubbish. Like you, you turn up, you're like, oh, great, it's another fucking event with you again. I hated you last week. You out schmoozed you me. You sat on me the week before. Like, go away. Uh, so, you, yeah, you turn up, you drink the alcohol, you leave. Um, I mean, it sounds like that's for freebies. Yeah. Is the compensation as good as society would tell us it is? Um, everyone thinks that if you're a lawyer, you, uh, from day one, have from life, a... For life six-figure salary from day one which is very very rarely true magic circle firms will pay the most in that when you qualify you're on six figures right um, and even trainees are well um remunerated lovely word but thank you um which i actually often call remunerated because it makes more sense i know i learned yeah. after two years of doing mm. effing recruitment where you have to talk about remuneration and my boss is like you know it's the M before the N? And I was yeah. like, no, it's not, it, it because is apparently... Numa is the number. And we're yeah. talking about... Don't get yes. it. Don't get it. Anyway. Um, but... Um, so Magic Circle, well Magic paid. Magic Circle, well paid. But um, yeah, London firms are... Yeah, it's well paid. You will um, generally find that if you do uni conversion training contract and qualify at the age that you are, which is something generally between 25, 26, 27, um, yeah, you're, you're being paid well. But it's not what one's grandparents like to believe that you are a multimillionaire um, right. and you see in terms of the money you take home over time it being a sort of 15-20 year career barristers earn an awful lot more than solicitors 
as a general rule. Why is that? Uh, because pro- the, the higher the profile, yeah, they the, they work. The um, you know, they might have to be in court for a week, having had documents for a day, and they have to win for you, so they charge more, mm-hmm. and they're much more reputational. Um, in that, if you're a solicitor working right. for a firm, your firm's reputation is important. If you're a barrister, as a general comment, your name is important. You as an individual. Yeah, again, going back to that personal brand. Yes, I'm sure. What's your rapport building skill like? Because uh, it's going to earn you millions. But then you, if you are in court with a fantastic barrister, it's impressive to see what they do. Um, it's a craft. Like, Again, you can't yeah, are it. they sort of it's, holding it's, the room? Yeah, they are. Engaging it's, it's, it's everyone. It's theatre. They yes. are convincing people who know they're being convinced, but are happy to be convinced. Um, the way they speak, the way they look, the way they hold themselves, the hand, uh, you know, the hand gestures, the body mm. language, everything, the access they've got to all of their resources that they've piled up, you know, thousands and thousands of pages of documents, they can access that immediately with their mind. Um, like, if you get a good barrister, they are fantastic to watch. Um, and they're not assholes, which is amazing. It's refreshing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just, as it, it's again, general sweep, there are asshole barristers. But, um, no, it, it, there's a craft to it. Um, and again, in a similar vein, it's not to, to denounce solicitors as lesser. If you get a good technical solicitor who can tie something together quickly and knows how the law works, how the documents function, um, and can draft something bespoke uh, and make it sound good and work and be watertight and impressive, as a craft to that as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where you go. If you if you develop an interest in the law through your career as a lawyer, you become one of those two things, which is, I think, where good lawyers are. And how do you become a judge? Um, are you normally a barrister? Very often you're a barrister who uh, goes into it from there and you develop a more of a judicial role through that. Is that when you, you bloody love the law? You are passionate mm. about justice as opposed to passionate about Gen- yes. your Yes, you have to be impartial, role. yeah. Um, I do believe that the majority of judges were barristers. Okay. Um, yes, that might change. As really? time goes on. And come from a solicitor I mean, if you're a, a sort of, and I'm going to say low-level judges, which is not to demean them, but they don't always have to be uh, legally, have a legal background. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, what will they have done before? If they're working on, let's oh, say, like just city like... City councillors like, or like things this, like the, that. the small claims court, for example. Mm-hmm. You, you can have a background that is... Um, Again, it's generally a professional background. Uh, like but you can be a magistrate. Yeah, you can do something. But... Um, to be sort of a a law lord, for example, which is the highest level of judge, um, you will have to, at some point, have been a barrister. I'm okay. almost certain. Or I'm not aware of a case where that's not true. Well, I'm going to do some research on that and I shall clarify. Find a judge. Do this with a judge. Notes. I would love to do it with a judge. Any judges that you know? Uh, I mean, Himmel doesn't um, Himmel. talk about <laughs> who they know. What about um, Judge Judy? RuPaul's fave. Yeah, she sure be up for good. Her. She is good. See if she's busy in... though. Or yeah. what's it? Rinder, Rinder. Judge Rinder. Yeah, uh, he's done everything. He's you know, Benedict he went... Cumberbatch's best mate. Is he really? Apparently. Well, he was on Strictly, so you know, similar. Yeah. Levels of exposure for this. That, that, so that's um, actually quite often. Um, uh, we've all been there. Um, you do find yourself doing Strictly. Come dancing. <laughs> um, it's to be expected. Yeah, uh, not for long. Um, very much, yeah. I mean, me and Anne Widdicombe did it for <laughs> three episodes. Um, it was all right. Yeah, I have to go and recommend Shorter than me, that. though. Yes, yeah. an issue with height there. So was that your career highlight, or do you have others that you can tell us about in your in your tenure? 
Um, As a I'm very mindful of what I can say here. Um, <laughs> now I can I could speak sort of hypothetically about people that I know who might have done things. Oh, and that, that um, you feel the highlights. Um, yeah. So, um, that, that, for example, um, I know like you get some juicy stuff. Um, like celebrity stuff is always good. Oh, I can I, um, I can imagine enjoying that just like, because I personally am really, really, really fucking nosy. Oh, for sure. So if you're in some sort of litigation seat mm. and you are given a celebrity's inbox, for example, to go through. Oh, my um, God. Like you can get dick pics, you can get <laughs> tit pics. It's like the fappening on my laptop. <laughs> oh, it's a horrible, Fat. horrible phrase. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, you get... Um, you occasionally get bribes. I'm aware of people who've had bribes. Oh, does that still yeah. happen? Yes. Himmel, that just, um, yeah. was a bit... <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> a bit um, yeah, Himmel wouldn't ever, of course, accept a bribe. And absolutely imagine. not. Um, but um, yeah, is there, and you have to be aware of things like um, accidentally tipping people off. Um, within law firms, there's a lot of drama. Like, there's a lot of fucking uh, on desk. Yeah. There's an awful lot of. Um, it's quite incestuous. It is very incestuous. But, I mean, within um, law firms as well. I mean, because you must all know each you, other. You see, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. All right, you've been there all night, and you just uh, accidentally fucked. And that's that. That happens. Who can say this has happened to him or himself? No, it, I mean Himmel is not capable of that. But um, you see, you hear it a lot. You'll come in the morning and there'll be sort of two people looking very sheepish. You smell a bit of booze and have been at lift for a lot of hours. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been out on some nights out with Himmel and his uh, peers from cohort. Yes, exactly. Great word from the cohort um, with whom he socialises, and they can go hard. I've got to leave at like. Well before midnight. Oh, in working order to, pissed is a yes, thing. Yes, I can. Yeah. I personally have not got. I've just not got the composition to go to work too hungover because I can't do anything. I can't get on the train. I'm just very feeble in that way. But I feel there's something in there's something in the water. <laughs> it seems oh, it's like yeah, work hard, just, play hard. Culture is yeah, very you, much you've, alive. But if you've you've done that, you've you've been there for hours looking at the same fucking document. Um, you have to go and drink or drink through it and then just keep going and then, oh, right, you've got to go back to the office, go back to... Law firms have showers. Oh, really? Yeah. Even even the, as you say, dusty ones that... Oh, yeah, they've all got showers. experience Yeah, uh, it's a very important thing. <laughs> Get that red like, wine people, stink off you. Yeah, and that never leaves you. <laughs> um, Eau de Cote de Rhone. <laughs> that's very much it. Um, so, so, yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of booze in the law and other things but um it's quite rewarding in that respect because you do learn that you can you you learn your boundaries your personal tolerances the limits yeah you can draft stuff uh and the worst thing is when you look at what you an email you sent and think i don't remember sending that oh no um but you know it's like that's fucking great i just don't remember sending it god i'm so capable yeah so i really (laughs) bold yesterday so confident in myself Uh, i have had a couple of experiences where i've like looked at my inbox when i've been at the pub i might have had a couple of drinks and i'll definitely send not like a risky email but just one that i definitely wouldn't have crafted if i was at my desk and i'm like god two drink alice has really got dear john what you say is totally wrong goodbye (laughs) that's great kind regards so there's um there is a a word uh, in the law that again for people listening who might want to train um which is the word revert and it comes up there are certain phrases that and words that lawyers use in emails i don't make any fucking sense no i use revert i'll revert with availability we'll revert soon some people say revert back incorrect but what is that it's not a thing you can't revert back 
It just means no, to... Refer to... I know what it means. But, um, <laughs> I think you'll find. I know what it fucking means. Uh, but why not just say, I'll respond. I'll get I back don't know, to you. There's just something a bit more formal about it. I Dear like sirs. It. Dear sirs. Hate it. Dear <laughs> just... sirs and ms. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a user of, um, hi, so-and-so. Or if, oh, I, sure. if, if I know them, I might say, hey. Just uh, to be a little bit worst, more jazzy. Um, maybe to whom it may concern. Never used that before in my life. It's just too formal. Uh, I would say it's less formal. That it's not gendering an email. I don't say sirs. I, norm- I normally know the. Uh, to be fair, I know the identity of the person. I is in their name who I'm addressing. Dear John. Dear John. Yeah. Himmel. Um, sometimes dear Himmel. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> to sum up, yeah. your career highlights have been some of the juicier moments. Have you had any yeah. personal achievements? I know that you're moving abroad quite soon, for example. It's given you this opportunity to take your yeah. life so, outside of London, outside the UK. So I uh, I think actually I was quite wrongly told by someone, but it's worth, as, a, as a rubric, the idea that if you're qualified in London, you can travel with your job in law. I think that's kind of true. Um, like You can be a London qualified lawyer in a lot of jurisdictions, but you can't you would find it more difficult to be a foreign qualified lawyer coming to the UK into practice. You might, for example, end up being Australian qualified and working as a paralegal. Um, not to say that I could just wander into a job in Australia, but um, there's some degree of um, confidence in uh, having a legal qualification in the UK. So, yes, um, you, can, you can work abroad. There are opportunities there. Um, and also you can leave the law a lot. Um, people do. There's a sort of five-year itch in law that yeah. you, you practice and then you move out. You either, Or you go in-house, which is where you work for a... corporate a, lawyer. Uh, you work within a corporation as yeah. a counsel. So you become sort of general mm-hmm. counsel, legal counsel. Yeah, I see that quite a lot in, again, the world of recruitment that I know well. Um, we do see lots of lawyers who've gone into... Uh, they do go on to MBAs, for example, and then they, yeah. after that they go into startups or they go into private equity mm-hmm. or they go into investment banks. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into consultancies. Or commercial leasing. Or commercial leasing. For example. Which I know is um, Very, in your sights. So my passion sure. of mine. The passion yeah. of yours. Um, and I guess as a final question from me, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of advice for those people considering either doing a conversion or going into the career in the first place. What's your what's your advice for those thinking about a career in law? What would you what would you wish you would have been told when you were what were you, twenty two, twenty one, when you decided to go and do yeah, I, I, a conversion? I must have been twenty one. Mm. Yeah. Um do not underestimate the importance of learning the law. Like very much personality will get you through the door mm. it will not allow you to stay <laughs> so <laughs> you will you're in fantastic shut up like learn how to do the job do it properly and as a trainee particularly make sure you do it better than the trainee next to you um, it is competitive. Don't underestimate how competitive it is. Mm. Um, Not for the faint-hearted. It, don't get lazy. Um, and you are you can never do enough. Um, so no one to stop, are you saying? Or are no, you... don't, don't stop. Don't like, stop. At the point where you think you've done enough, you haven't done enough. Right. Um, you you have to push yourself. Um, it, yeah. That, so what would I advise myself? Um, yeah, just, just do more. There you go. Thank you. 
Well, Himmel, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Thank you so much. much for telling me what you do. Well, what a wild ride that was with my old friend. Thank you so much to Himmel, as he shall henceforth be known. I think it's fair to say that that conversation was perhaps controversial, um, a little bit scandalous in some places, not least because I have my first C-bomb on the podcast, which I've edited out to keep it PG, but because some of the more traditional stereotypes seem to hold true in his experiences. Boozy lunches and disrespectful seniors, of course, it won't be the everyday for all aspiring lawyers out there. And there will be times when you can do enough and go home to enjoy some well-earned rest. But as this podcast is all about transparency, I'm glad that we could hear about both positive and negative aspects of such a long-standing and revered profession. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or if you'd like to hear your job represented on the show, please email whatdoyoupod at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe and share. I'll see you next time for another episode of What Do You Do? Thanks to everyone for listening, to Soho Radio for their awesome audio and to Ron Powell for the music and production. Music.